And then I was in LA and I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like every end of the world movie is LA yeah. and this is the worst place <laughs> yeah. to be. Like I was like yeah. freaking out. I was like, I have to get out of here. And my anxiety was so bad that I was like, there's no way I can fly back to New York in seven hours right now. I only have like this one itty bitty crushed up Xanax left from like six oh. years ago. <laughs> That's like not even in a full piece. Yeah. So I went to Minnesota thinking I'd be there for two weeks oh, to yeah. quarantine. That's, we were just talking wait, wait, about should we start the pod? Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's, yeah, no, there's this is good. The thing is like, there's the cold open. We have like cold a, open, we yeah. a run of show that like, we're like, yeah. we touch on All right, here we go. Anyway. Um, Dewey Dude, season four, episode four, in the year 2020, 420, really makes you think. Kamala Harris about to lock us all up. Um, <laughs> welcome back to our first uh, ever two-timer. Two-timer. Wow. Here we have. On a, on a <laughs> podcast that only has 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah. so I mean, bars real high. Feel, yeah. Woo, I feel pretty incredible and honored. You got, I'm a big fan. Like My life's goal is to be a Dewey dude. Damn, so. well, you're, you're, well, you know, so. we'll phone you in. That's it. Fuck yeah. Whenever you want. I mean, sure. You've earned that title now, you know. Thank you. Two-timer. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Dewey do that. No, I just want to be a dude. So, um, on the docket for today. Oh, yeah, on the docket. Oh, but, like, What's should up? we say my name? Oh, fuck, no. no. <laughs> Molly Gloss. Molly Gloss. <laughs> or how, Molly Gloss, introduce yourself. Last time we really, we really um, gassed you up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, how would you introduce yourself today? I'm Molly Gloss. Um, I guess I am slash was a makeup artist <laughs> um, pre-COVID crisis, but um, now I'm um, a human trying to figure her shit out and how she... Fits into this new world. I guess we'll talk about yeah, it. We'll but we'll, it. we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. But I think we should start things off. We'll go down the docket. Now okay. we're doing docket. We're doing agenda stuff. So we're going to do oh, some cool. skincare housekeeping shit. Wow. We're just going to be like, what are you? What are you working on in your personal life? And then um, Amelia and I will speak to that too. Cool. And then we'll do drop your routine. Like, what are you doing today? Um, you what did you do last yeah. night? <laughs> Listen, if you are, if you're days. not. Um, like an AM PM situation. And then, um, you know, then we'll dive into some heavy shit, cool. you know, catching up with you pre COVID, yeah. uh, what you're doing now, like yeah. the state of the world, like your hiatus from the beauty Ooh. world. Um, get into it. It's going to be, a you lot. know, the new normal for the, like the beauty gig economy. Cause I think like we wanted to talk to you because you're someone who's like uniquely positioned, not only in that world, but you are also very close to the ground on a lot of the major events that have happened yeah. since the beginning of COVID, like being in Minnesota, yeah. you know, in the media aftermath of George Floyd's murder yeah. and like just organize, like organizing, but also amplifying like mutual aid initiatives. And then also like your connection with Chicago with yeah. what just happened with, uh, you know, Latrell Allen it's and going back crazy. there, like, and just kind of navigating that all, <laughs> all anxiety. I'm just like all sitting here. I'm like, yeah. I've disassociated so much from all these things. I've had sure. to detach. And now you're going through the run through. I'm like, I'm going to have a breakdown. No, okay. Then like, we don't have to do right it. Right here on the pop. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. We don't have to do like, Let's get real transparent. We become really desensitized. Yeah. But I think totally. that's, that's why we have to like kind of bring it up. Cause it's like, yeah. this shit is not ending. You know no. what I mean? And like, as much as like, media like capitalism wants to like absorb and neutralize movements through like symbiology it's like these things 
actually continue to happen and you see the effects of that like what happened this week you know we don't have to talk about like entirely but literally it all fits into the vibe i'm being uh nihilistic and facetious as ever she's pilled things but you gotta you gotta laugh to keep from crying you gotta laugh to keep from crying i always like yeah i think our whole uh generation does that like that's meme culture is it not right our, like it our is. brains are so poisoned like yeah. full of worms like that's why Rotted. you have to like subvert everything now because you're yeah. just like am i sincere am i not yeah. but um i guess we should start off with some lighthearted stuff. We'll, okay. we'll, yeah, bring yeah. It. We'll, we'll try to like come back after the heavy shit <laughs> sounds and good be like yo yeah. with the do we do's and don'ts right right yeah up? we'll end on we'll end on a light note gotcha. open light the door note. yeah open the door all of a sudden i feel i need light yeah you know yeah go for yeah, it he's feeling his uh we're setting the mood oh my, um uh, you can't He's tell, speaking. but a door is being opened. Um, light is coming oh, through. Beautiful. The sun is back out. We had a little rain. Oh, beautiful bed Wow, beautiful bed um, We live in such a great neighborhood. Um, I live literally around the corner. The, yeah, around the corner. We yeah. didn't know until, didn't I didn't know. know until like a couple days ago. Dumb. I know. And I mean, I know you live know. in the neighborhood. I was like, I said, Molly, I know you're in the neighborhood. Where do you live? You go, right there. That house No, right like there. literally around like, like the corner. Yeah. Um, Woo. Okay, so, so skincare housekeeping. Skincare housekeeping. Um, so it was kind of interesting for me. I think like the weirdest thing about like because when I left New York on March eighth, I was leaving for what I thought was a week. So I'd only packed mm-hmm. like my little baby yeah. skincare routine, like the very basic necessities, just because I don't want to overpack for a week and. So then I was stuck in Minnesota and then I was just, I had to like, it it was, it pissed me off because I'm like, here I am at the end of the world and I have to order more skincare, even though I know that I have so much at home home, that I didn't even have to pay for. And, but I don't feel right. Like asking any of my roommates to like leave the house and ship it. Yeah. Yeah, Like I wasn't going to ask anyone to do that. that. So that kind of threw me off for a while, but now I feel like I'm, now that I'm back home, I'm definitely back on track, but I would say like, not much has changed in the past year. I keep it really consistent, or at least I try to. I use skin loves consistency. Yeah, I still use a lot of like Aven products because I'm mm, prone to right. eczema. And literally this past winter here, as soon as I wasn't using them, my eczema came back. Mm, so damn. I got right back on it, cleared it up in a week. Um, shout out Aven skincare. Damn. Sometimes you need like a reminder, like, wait, am I crazy that my skin's this way? And then it's yeah. like, oh, wait, no, that's, yeah, that's no, that reaffirming. Yeah, no, that really was it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I do have this. <laughs> yeah. So I wash with either, like last year I was using their bar soap, which I still really like, but right now I'm using their cleansing oil. And then mm. sometimes I'll do the Sunday Riley, um, what's it called? Ceramic Slip. Ceramic Slip. Oh. Yeah. I, I was using that for a bit. Because they sent us a nice little PR package. Yeah, same. They sent it to me. <laughs> it was like that. I left it in Kansas. It was like my Kansas cleanser. Your Kansas you know? cleanser. Yeah. yeah. No, I it's love nice. Sunday Riley. Like I honestly have always because I we used to sell that back in the day when I worked at Barney's and That's I was a right. big fan then. I think like I price versus efficacy. Like hmm. I I don't say uh, rest in peace to Barney's. <laughs> honestly, the other off. day with the looting in Chicago, I was like, I wish Barney's was Barney's still open just so I could watch Damn. people bust in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> The That's worst funny. place to ever work. Um, <laughs> it was a shock to no one when they closed. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was kind of separated from all of my stuff. I already skipped that. I have ADHD. Sorry. Uh, this is okay, an ADHD so, pod. So oh, amazing. So then I use ceramic slip if I'm feeling like 
greasy or if it's just been like if I've just been in a deep depression for three days mm. and haven't washed my face, I'll go in with the <laughs> ceramic slip. Yeah. Um, and then I do the Dr. Jart Ceramidin Serum slash toner, which is my one of my like holy grail products. I've been using it for like two years straight and I'll never change. It's another thing that my skin freaks out if I don't have it. And it's Damn. basically just a lightweight serum that locks in your lipid barrier and helps oh. your lipid protection grow. So for anyone that deals with dryness, it's pretty amazing. Gotta get yeah, that dude look. And I love it because it's like $34, but you get like 5.3 ounces of product, which compared to like most serums, because it still has a serum texture, it's, mm -hmm. it lasts me like six months. Damn. It lasts for a really long time. So I'm a fan of that. And then I do... Um, either this good molecules peptide serum because it says it's anti-aging and I just turned 30. So suddenly I'm like, that's me now. Um, <laughs> You're looking for all those products. Yeah, You're literally. Like, oh, um, and Take then me back to my 20s. I even started using retinol like more mm. consistently lately. But I just started with the Inky List one because I wanted to start like really simple and not spend a lot of money on it. So it's kind of like similar to the ordinary. It's at Sephora. Okay. And yeah, it's I'm not like, familiar with Inky List. It, it's definitely newer, but it's okay. like, this is the one ingredient in this product, and that's it. Got so it. it's like retinol. Retinol is it. Oh. That's, that's it. it. That's and then it. they'll have like a hyaluronic acid, and that's How it. How do you so, apply it? Do you just do like a little dollop, and then you just... Yeah, pretty much. So I'll do it as like the second to last serum that I do right. at night. But I've I've not been using it as much lately because I've been sitting on my roof a lot to mm. get sun. And so like I'm very aware that I don't want to like overdo the retinol yeah. and then go sit in the sun the next day. So I use it like sparingly now. But um, I think once it's winter, I'll probably be more consistent again. Then I do another event product uh, that my model friend Simran has been telling me about for like three years and I never got it, but it's just their hydrating serum and it's incredible. Oh, I love okay. it. And then I'll finish off with a Ven moisturizer or I'll just use the Origins Drink Up Intensive Mask as a moisturizer, mm. which is like a long running favorite of mine. I've probably been using that off and on for like 10 years. Damn. It's just like the most moisture you'll ever get in your life. I love it. And it's not greasy or heavy. I, I've so, never tried that. I've never. I've always wanted to try the Origins. They're really. Good. It's another. That's to me is another super solid line that has like a really consistently good lineup for not that much money. Like Origins and Sunday Riley. Like those are brands that I just think are really really solid. Because I think a lot of other brands you'll have like one or two hit products and the rest is kind of like filler. Right. But yeah, I think it's really rare. Even makeup too to have like a line that's like most cool. of the products are really really good. What would you say? What line in makeup? Is, um, has the diversity where you're just like, yo, I want to use all that. Um, I think NARS does a really good NARS job. I think they've, it's been hit or miss over the years. Like I started my career with them, so that I've always paid attention, but I think they've really developed their line to be really strong, like from complexion to color. And they've got like good products in every category. Um, Pat McGrath is obviously killing it. Um, all of her products have been really, really high quality. Um, obviously a bit pricey, but like, you can feel the quality difference. <laughs> you really can, especially with eyeshadows. Um, otherwise, I don't. I don't know. Otherwise, I'm such like a. I'll do here and there, kind yeah. of from different brands. I really just go for products more than like brand loyalty. Right. Yeah. And also, when you have a kit that's big enough, you start being like, okay, I already have right. something like that. I already. Yeah. I know we know. saw you. We saw you drag out the kit yesterday. <sighs> Yeah. You know, how, how was that? How was um, getting in it? When it was, was the last fun. time you touched the kit? So the last time I touched the kit was like early, like mid-June. Mid-June. I did like uh -huh. a pride thing. I did this like airbrush rainbow oh, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's um, was for Attempt2, which is a brand I really um, love working with and supporting. And I was not really in a place to like do any spawn con, but <laughs> sure. they've always been so genuinely supportive of me. And just the conversations we were having in the emails when they hit me up was like, 
so organic and they're mm. so like i mean they were like do you want to go live and talk about abolition and i was like <laughs> on our channel i was like yeah like, wait, like we, they're down yeah. they're yeah. down with it yeah. so um and they were giving away proceeds of their sales all that stuff so nice. i did that and then um before that like before george floyd and everything kind of reignited and maybe like may we were kind of settling into our like quarantine routines i was doing like <laughs> a weekly paint party with one of my friends and every Friday we would just get together on FaceTime and like do makeup for no reason. Oh, damn, nice. So that was feeling really good. But yeah. um, definitely at the start, I wasn't able to do anything and it's been like a few things here and there, but it just feels, uh, it's like really conflicting for me. Cause like I was saying earlier, I don't necessarily love doing my own makeup. It's mm -hmm. so different. Um, and it, I don't know. It's it's hard because it's like a the angle is totally different, and I can't just like look at a face and be objective. It's also really hard like not working with a professional team anymore. Like it's just me in my mom's living room with like a two XL t shirt and my dad's gym shorts <laughs> oh on. You know, like I don't have like the skills to like some people have the skills to do like content creation so well, and I'm just like lazy and too easily distracted. Yeah. I I can't like the makeup is like by the time I'm even done with that, I'm so exhausted. Yeah, but like, oh, I'm like fuck, I gotta like I, I know gotta, like last. And I was like, all right, I got to take these pictures and take this shit off. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm so, for sure. I was like, I look really hot, but I'm right. done. I hate it here. Um, well, to give the audience a little context, uh, yeah. yesterday, Molly uh, was on her story, brought yeah. out the kit, got in it, did her makeup <laughs> as a form of self-care. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was just like, I'm, I woke up and by 1030, I was already really bored. And I was just like, I'm going to attempt to do something because I feel crazy and I, I've been feeling really insane about like needing to paint lately. And I wish that my like makeup skills translated into like paper <laughs> or pen, but they just don't. I'm really bad at that. Um, I have like no spatial awareness when it comes to like drawing a straight line or wow. anything like that. So, um, I've just feel I've been feeling like I didn't have a creative outlet. And yesterday I was like, I just need to feel like good for a second and yeah. do this. But it was really hard. I mean, I did like eight different things that I hated and I kept taking it <laughs> off and it I was off, like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do it. And then I finally got somewhere I liked. Yeah. Um, and took some pictures, but it was definitely weird. I haven't even like cleaned it up from my room. Like it's all just sitting there and I'm just like, I have to organize this. Damn. I don't want to. Even just looking at it sometimes is hard because it's just like ugh, living in the shadow of my former life. Right. Your former life. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, too, like even if I'm doing my own makeup, it's really difficult for me to separate my own like insecurities about yeah. posting myself on the web. Then let right. alone posting myself, like trying to display my skills yeah, yourself and your work on the <laughs> yeah. web. And then I'm just like I will find every reason just to like tear it apart and like uh -huh. delete it and not like it. So, yeah, that can be hard, too, because I, I don't want to knock like people that are Instagram artists or that are doing content creation. I have some amazing friends that are so good and so talented at it and mm -hmm. I they're like why don't you do it? and I'm just I just don't have it I just don't have it yeah. and it's tough, I'm just man. feeling too fucked up about the world because I feel like for me it would feel incredibly self-serving to just like suddenly pivot to be like hey guys I know the world's on fire but don't I look good and don't you want to buy these products <laughs> in this really saturated market yeah right now when right. none of us have jobs yeah right like that doesn't really interest me yeah right I mean now. that's that's kind of the weird thing about like even you know subverting like like skincare and like yeah. Through memes, right? It's yeah. like, all right, I guess uh, the only thing left of the economy, the shell of the economy, is the consumer economy because we gotta keep it alive. Literally, you know, gotta keep it alive. Uh, consumer as you well. You know, yeah. gotta keep it alive, gotta keep, you know, sending people checks, right? Yeah. Because it's like 
companies are trying to get as liquid as possible and it's literally. like you know but it's like it's all frivolous and it's all like what is this for like there and, are people dying and I'm like, like and at the end of the day no one's wearing makeup to go anywhere right no. now yeah. so what am i doing sure. like what it what what's the point of that is that tangibly helpful for anyone including myself i don't think that it is right so yeah it's definitely weird like some days i'm like oh fuck it i don't care i could just do it whatever get yeah. money take care of myself but i just like can't justify it yeah much like i can't justify going back to set but yeah do you feel like every time you contemplate it it sends you down this like rabbit hole of like well what's the point like yeah or i know a lot of people like it's hard to just even like get started with anything again because it's like yeah you just yeah you end up wondering like what's the point and like what's life going to be like in three months five months a year like every time i've tried to plan even before covid but every time i've tried to make a plan for my life in the past two years it's just like been like ha so especially now i've just kind of given up trying to figure out what the point is i guess which is this is really dark but i'm i'm working i'm back in therapy y'all i'm okay that's uh, good yeah it's good yeah Shit. <laughs> i, I got to a insurance. point where i was like i need to talk to someone i <laughs> don't personal. have well, i don't either um, <laughs> so like i can't like paying the last pennies that i have while i can so right. um yeah. but my therapist is great uh but yeah i don't know i just i starting anything new like i I think the hard thing for me truly is like my career was my entire life. Like it's always been my identity where Mm -hmm. I knew all my friends from my work. It was like literally everything I ate, slept and breathed, like everything had to do with Mm -hmm. it. And now I'm like, Oh, it would be nice to have like hobbies and skills, (laughs) hobbies and like interests. Cause I think before when people would ask me like, Oh, what do you like to do outside of work? Like on a dating app or something, I'd be like, uh, smoke weed. Like I don't really do anything. Are you familiar with grill pilling? With what? Grill pilling? No. Grill pilling. Here we go. Here we go. Well, it's it's basically that. It's like literally getting more in touch with like your 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 surroundings, like mm. your material conditions mm-hmm. and yeah. getting something that you like. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's like a, an ironic take on that stupid meme with the guy with the grill. Yeah. So it's like, I just want a grill, right? So basically it's like in, in the aftermath of like, you know, post Bernie right it's like all these people online were like oh my god where do I put my energy yeah and it's like well put your energy into your surroundings and that'll translate to political action later you know what I mean yeah because once you get in touch with like so it can yeah. be something that's easy like I was learning to skateboard I guess more well yeah or I bu- like learn how to fucking um you know cook bake um, yeah it be something like that because right now everything is just like the observance of things online it's virtual yeah so you can get in touch with your actual surroundings since that's what it sounds like to me that's pretty good I mean what you said earlier really resonated with me about like not being able to start because mm-hmm. I like I bought a skateboard <laughs> I I bought um an electric scooter that was my one big Whoa. like unemployment panic purchase Damn. um I love her she goes 33 miles an hour that's pretty um, fast holy crap <laughs> yeah I helmet yeah but I don't wear it I haven't yet. I, have, I, <laughs> I will. Yeah. Don't I worry. Will. I, I bought a bike and I don't wear my I, oh, I pretty yeah. much stay on the sidewalks if I'm like going around the city because yeah. like no one really cares if yeah. I'm on there and it just feels safer. But like say nobody's on Hart Street and I can pump it up and I'm going to fly. I will do that. Right. Damn, dude. I back. think Hart Street's where I, I got into my biking accident. Oh, yeah. Amelia well, got into a biking accident. But I hit like it was like a it was a He's culmination of things like it was it was dark out. Um, I had recently heard that two friends had told me that the biking community really frowned upon 
uh, having a light on your bike. And a kickstand. <laughs> yeah, and a kickstand. So I don't have a kickstand, but I had a light. Why? Because it's not cool. They have a death wish. Yeah, I but don't know. But here's the thing. Biking's not cool. Sorry if you bike. So I'd been, I'd been wearing, <laughs> so I'd been like turning on my light at night, but that night I like didn't. I was going down Hart Street and yeah. it's like a one way. This guy like delivering seamless or something was going like the wrong way. And, and we got closer. So I was like, oh shit, I got to start like crossing over. And as I start crossing over, uh, I hit a pothole. And I just like flew off my bike into like a parked car and like messed up my leg. But um, no, so I I could have it could have been avoided if I had my light on, and uh, that pothole wasn't there. I guess, but yeah, uh, uh, no, hit your head. You didn't hit your no. I didn't hit my head. Yeah, but should have had a helmet on too. Yeah, Yeah. but my head's good. Head's safe. My scooter has a light and it also has like a lit up deck. Oh, oh shit! Nice. So you know where you are. I kind of want to put some like gel clings on it and like, oh, really shake should. it out. You should. Yeah. Uh, Wait, have you taken your board out yet? No. You that's you I, that's what I was gonna say. I'm having trouble starting. Like all I've done so far is just like really lovingly stare at it. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I also because I don't have anyone to like do it with and like to right. help me. But I know when I get back. To I'm Chicago, so intimidated like, to go to the skate park. I can't do it. Like I bought a skateboard and like. May because I used to skate when I was like in fifth grade, but yeah. I was never really that good. But like the muscle memory was a little bit there, and so like I have you know, I just got to a point where I can land kick flips again, and then I stopped. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I got, I, I, got, I, 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 I scratched I that little itch that I had. I don't um, even think I could like stand on it confidently yet, but I'm gonna get there. You're gonna get there. Yeah. I, f- I feel it in my bones that it's I. It's really fun. This, this more have space a hobby. In, yeah, more yeah. space in Chicago to do it. There yeah. is more space in Chicago. There is. And I did also start playing tennis again, oh. which was nice. Oh, yeah. I met with Lauren it. the other day, and she mentioned that you guys went together yeah, as yeah. well down we've the street. Been, so We've been playing a lot. Yeah. you got to play before you go. Sure. I will die within 10 minutes. It's, <laughs> it's a very slow um, re-entry to the game. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I, that's the, the thing that sucks about Chicago, though. There's, like, no handball courts, so I can't just, like, go. Yeah. It's so East Coast. Oh, fuck. That's yeah, right. I didn't think I about, never I didn't even like think about that. How in Chicago? Yeah. Because if you're now just tuning in, uh, Emilio, Emilio and I live together in Chicago yeah. for like yeah. three or four years. That's where we met Molly. That's where we met Molly. Um, but yeah, there is there are no handball. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna have to like find a good wall <laughs> good somewhere. Wall. That's what I did in Minnesota. I found a oh. school oh. with a good wall. Nice. Yeah. So that's it. Um. So like, uh, what are like the mental gymnastics of trying to separate f- from like what puts you know, food on your table, right? That craft yeah. and then just, because I imagine like for me, like I used to work in events. Those don't happen anymore. Right. Um, but I like also had a few clients where I would just do general graphic design and it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like wear it on my sleeve at all. I wasn't like, oh man, I'm a fucking, graphic I'm a fucking creative. Yeah, you know? like, thank God. I think that shit's corny. <laughs> yeah. but, um, now, but now it's like with the all Chicago this extra creative. time I have now, it's like I've been just trying to put things out there that, you know, I can't make. Yeah, like, you've been making cool stuff. Yeah, it's okay. But like, you know, I like, I, but In the private, thing is, he's it's, like, this shit's dope. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> this okay. shit's fucking dope. Too. Can't wait to post Littest. this online, get like 10 likes on it. What's up? Um, but like now I'm like, I didn't want to continue doing that, but it, just to get better, at least eventually it'll become like, a mar- like, uh, it sounds so fucking crazy because we're all thinking about like, uh, like a career after all, like af- as though there is after and all this, like, like yeah. the thing is, it's like, For not to get dark, future. but like no, but nothing ever true. changes. It just gets worse. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's the state of America. Not to get dark. But. No, nothing ever changes. It just gets worse. That, that's, yeah. that's neoliberalism, baby. But, um, uh, but like now I'm like posting things and I'm like, but it's so hard to like 
come up with a concept now. I'm like, do I actually want to do this? I'd rather just go hang out with a friend and like, yeah. just, you know, kill six beers. Isn't it funny that like how <laughs> when we that. got into our crafts, it was because we had this burning passion just to make things. Yeah. yeah. And then it becomes so warped when it's your paycheck. And now yeah. that's kind of why I had started doing those like paint parties with my friend. Cause I was like, how do I even see my relationship with makeup now that it's not my career? Like if I'm not, if I'm not being given an ask or if I don't have a directive or a team that I'm working with, like, what do I, like, how do I just do it again? Sure. Like yeah. that's kind of been the hard part. Um, and kind of like you said, like, it's, I feel like I'm grieving like two different things. It's like the loss of my literal paycheck and like my trade, but it's also mm -hmm. like the loss of my passion at the same time. So yeah. It's it's been really tough. I mean, I miss I miss my old life so much. I miss all the people I got to work with and meet and the cool music I got to see and Yeah. But I also but I think it's true. You had kind of asked me earlier like were you even happy before COVID happened? And I think that's a really good question too because I think something I'm also grappling with is I don't know that I was feeling super fulfilled before. Uh -huh. It's an incredibly hard <laughs> job to like walk in, get the time and the space to do what you need to do, feel good about your work and then leave. Like it's, that happens to me maybe twice a year. Like the rest of it is so stressful because there's so many variables that, um, will, you know, direct where, where the day goes or what you're doing or how it looks like I could do something cool. But, and even if I think at the end of the day too, I can do a really good job on makeup, but it's really, it's like still opinion based, right? Like even if I do a great technical job, mm, someone can like still it. be like, I don't fucking like it. Yeah. And that's tough. That's really tough too. And, um, I had personally like really had loved touring and doing that stuff. Cause I like had a routine and I just, yeah, I definitely was already thinking like whether it was a really truly a good thing for me to do because also it's so expensive and I mm -hmm. still have never made a profit. Like even Damn. after everything that I've done, I've never mm -hmm. made money back, uh, compared to like what right. I was spending. And even now I'm still waiting on checks from like February Damn. and I'm just like, y'all want me to go back to this life where I was like literally no, constantly comparing myself to others, tearing myself down yeah. and like not even getting paid for six months for it. Like had no security. Like it's, right. it's kind of nuts. And now y'all want me to go back to work and like maybe die. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's get it. into that because yeah. it's like, all right, I think about like pre COVID, right? So touring with Claro, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think the last thing you did or at least like published thing yeah. was um, like make it for Phoebe Bridgers. Yes. Right. And yep. then Just also, huge. you know, you were on amazing. a lot of fucking, like a lot of press was out there about yeah. you. Like, yeah. like the Zoe Report. And yeah. Like even when, even when Mac, quarantine, like naming like, you like a, you know, top men makeup artist yeah. to watch. They were like top eight artists to watch in 2020. And my thoughts Damn. are now like, yeah, watch me fall off. That was, like, wait, <laughs> wait, that was during quarantine or before? No, it was oh, before. Right this before. was like, um, late January, early February. Oh, okay, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, fall off. Yeah. I actually, the crazy thing too, is I was in talks with nylon and I was literally about to write my first piece for uh, them mm. during that tour week that everything happened. But yeah. I was like, they, we were in discussions about me having a column, yeah. which well, would have been, that would have been like, uh, yeah, there's your job security. There's yeah. Like, I was yeah, like, cool. Writing, I'll have like yeah. maybe some more passive income and like, yeah. can, like build my thoughts more about not just like putting work out there, but actually like I, my thing was like, I'm definitely not a writer, but I have a lot of feelings like, yeah. yeah I mean, and I think I still could, I kind of, I feel like I do have something in me to write called like what now, but I just, mm -hmm. again, with ADD and so much sure. other shit going on, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know when I'll be in a space to actually just like sit in front of the computer and do it. Right. But yeah. I definitely have mixed emotions, but, um, 
Yeah, it, it, everything was going really well. February was so busy. I made so much money, which was great because until like unemployment actually kicked in, mm -hmm. I was like doing okay. But um, now it's yeah. tricky too because whenever you make passive income, it's either like under the table or yeah. you know, like I mean, somebody sends you any, something. But... It's like you can't like you know you yeah. try to like oh if I report this or like maybe I or you have to deny work because you're like I don't want to fuck up you know, the benefits that come this week. I don't know exactly like, yeah, I've, but you know, I've denied a few things, but I still feel like I'm valid to collect unemployment because I'm choosing not to do it out of health and safety with oh, COVID. For sure, like, yeah. right. Yeah. The craziest thing to me is people have been asking me to do like test shoots and I'm like, really, what on earth makes you think that I'm going to go put my face in someone's face for an hour plus right. to yeah. like not even be paid for my time yeah. or my materials. Well, like you're insane. I wanted to bring up on your website cause you updated it recently. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, can I read this? Yeah, go thing? for it. Okay. It's not a little thing. Sorry. This <laughs> little thing. No, <laughs> little she has a really great statement on her she website. Wrote a little thing. It says, quote, I wanted to write a little update speaking on current events in the pandemic health climate we are living in. So I was a little right about the little part. Um, <laughs> okay. At this time, and until we see a proper vaccine quelling of COVID-19, I will not be returning to set or working with clients in person. There's too much of a risk involved, too much room for human error, and no regulations in place to protect either client or service providers. I do not feel as though it is ethical at this time. And I remember I read that on your website, and then I also remembered a few stories you had posted, posted um, like maybe like a month prior about what you know the government was mm -hmm. like suggest suggesting or maybe requiring of makeup yeah. artists people who work in beauty um the new kind of unsustainable like use of just band-aid like, regulations yeah and like this yeah. like the disposability of these tools and yeah. how that affects the environment but also it's just kind of like without that you're also risking yourself yeah i mean we're not supposed to be within six feet of each other right and they want me directly in someone's face touching their eyes nose and mouths for yeah Hours or in a, it's just like, okay, everyone else on set can keep their distance, but like, how do I fit into that? And, and honestly, my thing is like when there's so much like material and education on makeup now that like, it's so easy to find like tutorials and how to, and also like retouching existing on the level that it does. Mm. I'm just like, this is insane. Like it put your budget hard. towards retouching, mm. stop asking people to risk their lives so that they can again sell products right. like yeah because that's what we're all doing right we're going back to work to sell products for companies and <laughs> i'm like yeah. yeah i yeah no i think it was twitter i i kind of had seen that like there's this rumor that in 2021 new york state is going to require makeup artists to use a brand new set of disposable every brushes for every single client and throw them away after every use holy fuck damn Okay, like disposable makeup brushes, A, don't exist. So B, um, what they really are is like everyone's just going to be like buy. buying cheap sets from like AliExpress and Amazon that probably weren't even made in sanitary environments no. to begin with that you can't control the quality over. And then again, just like tossing all that plastic away. So like yeah. not only do you not even want me to use like good quality tools that allow me to do what I do, like right. I don't, we don't use those brushes for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um and now you want me to throw every single one. Like, I, do, like I'm just, so I can't like, wrap my head around that. Like, yeah. I already this year, one of my goals was like, how do I make my kit more sustainable? Because we do, like, we use a lot of disposables and a lot of paper towels and things like mm. that um, yeah. to be healthy. But, um, like, what, what are things that I can do to start, you know, bringing that down? And uh, Kanako Takase, who's, like, one of the most premier younger makeup artist right now she doesn't even have social media or anything That's but dope. she's she's Good huge up there yeah. like 
Um, that I brain's that probably so healthy. She uses nothing disposable or wasn't before this is what I've heard from people uh, that I have assisted whoa. her and that she has like this fully, like really great for the environment kit. And so I was like, cool, I need to like research. There's obviously things I can do. Um, and then now it's like, okay, throw every, everything has to be new and you have to throw it all away. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. and I think the other thing on top of that is like, Again, I mentioned like makeup artistry is already so incredibly expensive. And now in my like Facebook groups and shit, I'm seeing people paying like $2,000 on a bunch more PPE, which now I think is fine. But like two months ago, I'm like, that should be going to doctors, not to makeup artists. Are you kidding? And so, but it's again, just like another cost burden on top of all these things when now rates and budgets are slashed. So now I have to spend more money to get less money to still be at risk because at the end of the day, no matter how well you do it, there's just room for human error. And if this is an aerosol based uh, or like an air droplet based thing, it's just like, I've also invested like $150,000 into my kit at this point, at wow. least. And <laughs> you want me to potentially risk that and like get something contaminated and toss it. Like, I just don't, I don't have money to burn like that. Yeah. It, and it's, this was already such a financially grueling thing. And I'm just like, now I have to spend more money to get less money to still risk my life and then throw everything away. I it's yeah. I it just yeah. uh, I it uh, I I don't want to do it. It's I just right. don't want to do it's it. It's like all the companies and brands like on top of like having to spend more money now they're offloading all like the moral dilemmas onto the workers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That's like too. And the thing position. is it's like a lot of these companies too because of shelter in place and like th- them anticipating fucking just like economic fallout by just like laying off everybody it's like they have no fucking overhead you know like especially for these consumer like these consumer companies it's like i'm not talking about like just uh brick and mortar like retail or um or uh or like restaurants and like if you're already like thriving in the e-commerce space like you you probably have like zero overhead now i mean i'm just like talking on my ass and it's just like but now you're offloading all this you know, exploiting like, your workers even more. It's like, all right, what's it's up? It's financial burden and also just like moral burden. I mean, yeah. like, again, like, I think it's great. I think people can absolutely shoot safely right now. Mm-hmm. But again, like in your model, you can have that distance between the photographer and that. But it's like, it feels like violence to ask me <laughs> to be there. And and not literally me, but I think of other makeup right, artists right now, like peers and friends that I'm seeing that feel like they don't have another choice and aren't willing to just walk away. Like, mm-hmm. It feels violent because, and then again, this is already such uh, a hard thing to break into, but now truly the only people that are going to be able to continue surviving are A, the ones willing to put themselves at risk or the ones that financially can take this time off and bounce back like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, and again, it just becomes like very gatekeepy for people that don't have access to it. Yeah. So it's like, it's just further fueling that issue too. Like it's already such a segregated industry and you really do have, like most people come from money that are in it because of the initial investment. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean like, I feel like, yeah, I mean most like, yeah, artistic or, but yeah, exactly. That's why everything is, sorry, I'm not trying to like, I don't know as far as like, uh, makeup goes, but definitely in media and like yeah. creative, it's why everything's so mediocre. It's because it's, you're just bouncing the same people off. They all come from privileged backgrounds. You know, yeah. they're drawing from no inspiration. That's why like all media entertainment sucks. I'm sorry. Now <laughs> it's like, it, I'm, I'm going to go off, but like, I agree. And like, most of it's run by people who have never been told no in their oh, lives. Yeah, so never. like their opinions thing. are just so 
jaded mm-hmm. through this lens of like what they think the world is versus reality for everybody else. And I like, I just can't, like, even just now, like the Kamala Harris takes on Twitter are just like rotting my brain. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't need off. to know anything else about Biden or Kamala Log Harris. Off. Like nothing that's going to happen between now and then is going to affect whether I vote for them or not. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, there's nothing they could say. Like, I, I just don't feel a need to give it any of my energy. Right. No, yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what I was saying. Because I'm just like, like this if, is what it if is. If you're actually devoting your energy into, into sorry, like, if we're getting too, I, mean, I, I want to get political. But, like, if you're yeah, devoting no, energy into fucking this presidential election, like, you, you've, you've, you've lost the narrative. I like, think, somewhere. like, the outcome is going to be the outcome in 2016. Unfortunately, like not. There's not much we're gonna do that's gonna change it. Like, right. I don't need to know anything else about. He there is, is nothing who he left is. To know she about. is who yeah. she is. They both have very proven track records. You didn't really have a choice in their their candidacies either. Sorry. No. Um, we haven't. That's, you never do. Like. Yeah. So all I know is it's gonna be a shit show. Like so. it's. I mean, we haven't even had verifiable like primaries and caucuses. Exactly. So I just don't yeah, understand nice. how. And now, like, with that, we don't even have to get into it. Everyone well, no, I think with about the postal like a lot service of the, and all that stuff was, like, truly fucked. Well, but you, th- you think about, like, all the people who got, like, pilled after, like, Bernie in 2016, right? Yeah. Think about them now in 2020. It's, like, all the generation, like, that's younger who yeah. thinks, looks at, looks at our institutions and our experts and thinks, thinks, they think, uh, look, yeah, I can trust all that shit. Like, our institutions work. These things are fair. It's, like... No, like no. I would be so I would be so nihilistic at this point. And the thing is now the whole entire narrative is to like shut up, um, you know, you're shame you into th- to thinking about, you know, the conditions of other people, which fuck, we were already thinking about that, dude. That's what we're like. We were fighting. That's for. literally why we're like, progressive. Why, now, we're, now we're fucking. <laughs> and it's literally we're, why we're progressives, because we give a fuck about like other people. That I'm trying to log off because you're holding me hostage for vote for like for like what? Because you think they're a harm reductionist. Sorry. It's, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm not telling people not to. It's, I think it's, it's, a, very, it's, like, it's like the environment. The it's so environment. nuanced and it yeah. feels yeah. like I honestly can't dog people for one decision or the other. No, Cause like, yeah, exactly. it's a loss Same. either way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like, which goes back <laughs> to the energy thing. So if you're devoting yeah. energy into it, like from personally, it's like, yeah, I on. have There's more productive stuff. things yeah, to do yeah. for myself and my life and for the people in my life and people that I want to take care of, yeah, like exactly. going towards mutual aid and direct funding exactly. rather than like, oh, yeah. here's a petition. Oh, here's this fund. Right. Like, cause people are so lazy about it too. I mean, like being in Minnesota during George Floyd and like everyone went buck wild donating to Minnesota freedom fund without yeah. even right. <laughs> checking in or doing any research by day two minnesota freedom fund was like we don't need any more money like we can't handle all this money please give it to reclaim reclaim the block please give it to um black visions collective like all Mm -hmm. of these like black queer led organizations Mm -hmm. on the ground and like nobody paid them mind yeah and everyone was just like minnesota freedom fund let's go like people don't even care well it's because it's all about i mean it's not all about i'm not trying to like well i'm not trying to like um i don't know what people's hearts where they are of course their intent is good but a lot of it like comes down to like you know the binary of who's good who's bad and am i like like saying am i publishing that i'm good without even doing research you know like virtue signaling and it's just so fucking but at the same time like i can't like knock i can't knock it either so it's this like roundabout circle i can't like well well, i think (laughs) it's like all these companies too they like they 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 know that by adopting the symbiology of these movements is that it's how you quell it it's how you stop it it's how because it's a threat to capital so that's why they they it's like it's it's like the monoculture of just absorbing a movement as it looks progressive because of how it looks versus actually analyzing 
you know, yeah. the, and then the material worth of it. I like, think my worst fear with Minneapolis too is like, obviously we saw in Ferguson, like all these people are going to show up. They're going to show up saying that they're the organizers, they're the helpers, and then they're going to move on. And oh, the wow. real organizers from those communities are the ones getting sent to jail or mysteriously dying. Like that's the reality of it all. Yeah. And it's it just to see it being either a profited off of or being like cute with people not even doing the work to like understand who they're sending money to and for why like it it does get under my skin. Right. We I just feel like we lack critical thinking skills. Oh, that's the internet. The internet yeah. does it. Yeah, it's, definitely. We just take everything at face value, and yeah. it's like no, like maybe you should see like what this uh, aid fund is actually asking for today. Cause today it might be money tomorrow. They might need trash bags right. or baby mm-hmm. wipes or something like that. And it's, I don't know. I just, it, it was definitely really interesting being there cause I haven't lived there in 10 years at this point And mm-hmm. none of my, I don't, I literally don't have any friends there. Like my family and my immediate family lives mm-hmm. there. And like, that's my connection. Like Chicago to me is like my oh, home sure, where I really have. became a human. Um, and so it was weird because in Chicago, I felt really connected to organizing and being on the front lines and protesting and all of that stuff. Cause I knew people, right. whereas like Minneapolis, I obviously wanted to get involved, but I, I didn't know the channels. I didn't, I eventually was able to figure it out, but I, I just started like organizing stuff on my own and just being like, okay, well people need food because yeah. they've literally shut down access to pharmacies and grocery stores. They did the same thing in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just punishing whole communities more than they already have. And so for me, it was just important to like make sure people could eat. Cause I think it's important to remember that like in a revolution or in a movement, there's so much more than just frontline martyrs. I mean, like no movement is about martyrdom or it's not about, um, self over community. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I lost my train of thought, but, oh, everyone has a role. So like, yes, there's going to be people on the front lines, but there's also people that are like organizing, researching, that are providing transportation, that are providing food, that are storytellers, that are offering, um, you know, therapy. Like everyone has a role. I think that's really important to understand that like you don't have to be like angry boots on the ground to be helpful. And it's more about instead of moments of outrage, it's more about building in this system into everything that you do and to looking at your whole life through the lens of like social justice and racial justice and equity. Cause to me, it's not even about equality. It's about equity for people that yeah. have been done wrong. But, um, at the same time, I'm really working on not trying to be like self-righteous or think I know more than anyone else. And like, I still have so much to learn, but, um, yeah, I, it was definitely really, interesting being there because that's it's still where I grew up and I knew that mm-hmm. city so well and like it literally watching it burn down like 10 miles down the road was just wild and I at first I guess I was surprised that it happened there but then I really wasn't considering like Philando and all of the issues that they've right, had over the right. past couple of years like this was not the mm-hmm. first thing and and Minneapolis is a very progressive liberal-minded city compared to um most places in the midwest yeah. like you know outside right. of Chicago yeah um so I just, I, I guess it does make sense to that that yeah. happened there. Well, it's, it's interesting too, cause it's like with, I don't know anything really about Minneapolis, yeah. but it's like, you know, when people say like they, they point to like red states or red, like red lead cities mm-hmm. and it's like, as though that's the problem or, or that people, the people <laughs> are the problem. Yeah. Like the, the culture war of like how these people think is why these people are oppressed. It's like, no dude, like these cities are led by Democrats. Yeah. Like all of them. All of them. I mean, like, I think Minnesota did go red 
um, on this last oh, election. Oh, shout out uh, Ilhan Omar for winning her election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, everyone should be following Ilhan's daughter, Israel. Oh, she's who's a teenage she's communist. Funny as hell, dude. She's funny oh, as hell, but she also is like so incredibly smart and okay. talented and like an organizer on the ground with the youth there. And like, she's definitely more radical and progressive than her mom, than her but mom, like, yeah. she she's. She's powerful. I definitely recommend everyone to look her up. Um, I w- can't spell it off the top of my head, but I think it's like I S R A I. We'll plug it. We'll plug it. We'll plug it. Okay. But she's amazing. So if you guys are yep. a fan of Ilhan Omar, then I directly, if you want to like figure out what's going on in Minneapolis still, that's a great person to nice. get in touch with because. You know, I think like victory was kind of called because like the city council was like, yeah, we're fully going to def- defund yeah, MPD. Sure. But they've already walked back on all of those statements yeah. and it's obviously not happening. Like that was a very direct ploy to like quell oh, the mm-hmm. violence yeah, exactly. and it worked. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. As we can see, things are really delicate right now because then you look at Chicago. Like, yep. When everything started popping off, it was really hard for me because I was like, OK, I'm looking at Minneapolis. I'm looking at Chicago and I'm looking at New York, like my current <laughs> home, yeah. my childhood yeah. home. And then the place I spent eight years, the city I actually know the most about. Right. And like so it, it was kind of, I felt like my head was spinning yeah. and I didn't really know like where to direct my efforts yeah. but um it was cool to see everyone in Chicago showing up too I mean I it's gonna be interesting going back now um, yeah which I don't even which yeah. will be when um at the end of this month so okay. TLDR uh COVID mm-hmm. etc my lease did not get renewed because not enough of us were able to stay at the last minute so I have to go back to Chicago for I don't know how long until I have a job and can move back mm-hmm. so loving life um <laughs> have you considered I know this is kind of off topic from where we were going yeah but I was gonna bring it up um like virtual makeup like having your clients do it virtually like oh yeah I saw something we like read an article. I've, I've seen, I've I've read, seen I've people. Read one article. Yeah. So I read a thing. So now we're authorities. Um, yeah. I've yeah. seen like right at the <sighs> beginning of quarantine too. I definitely saw like Teen Vogue and Allure doing like they'd have like people consult and like through FaceTime tell talent how to do their makeup and stuff. Nobody's asked me personally, Damn. but um, I have seen a lot of people doing like, oh, well, you can take my makeup course and you can I'll do one on one session. I'm seeing a lot of that. Masterclass. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, just another like very apparent cash grab for something that isn't actually needed. I, again, cannot sit in good conscience and be like, buy my services. You can learn how to be really good at your makeup right now. Yeah. Damn, that sounds crazy. like what like what <laughs> when you say it, like at the end of the day oh, even going back on set like at the end of the day this is my career this is my job and i can talk all this shit about how hard right. it is but it's just fucking makeup and once yeah. they know it, it's There's like you're so displacing yourself too it's like damn oh that's a zero-sum game but it yeah is sometimes, it's sometimes. it's like it's not that big of a deal it's yeah. definitely not worth risking illness over right. personally um yeah. also it's like our sh- like shoots are happening again but yes. it's like you know people aren't creating entertainment right now like they no, really are it's it's really more so for like magazines trying to stay alive yes. which <laughs> the hilarious thing is like magazines again don't even pay right like yeah well, what's they, the standard the standard rate for whenever i led like a conde nast adjacent shoot is like 220 damn and if you assist you can get 110 holy holy shit and so then they would try to book me from like two shoots in a day 
And pay you the same rate. And yeah. pay me the same rate. Where, where's um, my gun? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Conde, you know, they've put them. I, I, <laughs> I laugh at myself because I kind of was like, I'm not going to work with Conde Nast anymore. Sure. And then, but I was like, nobody's asking me to, but like, yeah. I feel the need to say this. But it's also not just Conde Nast. Like, this is a very fucked, exploitive um, industry yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So they know um, what the, the, they made the market for it. Yeah. Because they knew that they had more power than the worker. And I've really only seen. And it was only yesterday that I saw someone on set that uh, as a makeup artist that was like properly geared up. And I was like, OK, this is more like it, like in full PPE. Oh, yeah. Doesn't because it kind of scary? Doesn't it kind of dystopian, though? It's like whenever like I'm out in yes. New York and I see all these um, service workers, you know, geared up fucking I know. like serving plated meals, Michelin star shit right next to like trash. It's insane. I think like you don't deserve to be here doing this. Like, no. I'll give you two thousand dollars. I don't have two thousand dollars, but I would. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's funny. Like I was thinking, I can't remember what movie it was, but the last like dystopian, like apocalyptic movie I saw, I remember like there was like a scene where like people were like in an office, and I was like, "What are you guys doing? Still like working? Like the world's ending?" And like now, that's what I think sometimes when I when I I have been having that too. Yeah, I'll be watching TV and people will hug, and I'm like, "No, don't hug each other." Uh, yes, yeah, I have it all the Do time. Do you have like especially yeah. right when quarantine happened, like watching and like still us not it feeling like the end of the world and not really knowing what was going on, like watching TV. I was like, people like, are like damn. touching each other. It was I was it would like take me off guard because it just like that fear. This is where I'm that's at. Great. So you mentioned how shoots are continuing because of publications, mm-hmm. and for me, like I, I've been watching. Um, I may destroy you, and oh. even though that's in like. London, or? even though it's it's contemporary, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I can't really engage with contemporary like stories that happen in real time or are contemporary or kind of like, oh, when did this take place? Because obviously, obviously, it's now because it's like that doesn't like what are what are people? They never do? said anything about coronavirus well, and how like, I met your mother. So <laughs> oh well, it's yeah, like, wait, like, for example, <laughs> when Succession comes back, like, are they going to do it around COVID? Yeah, you know? they, like, I, they, I think yeah. When I see like magazine shoots without masks, I'm like, it's going to be interesting. Like, is, that, is that indicative of real life? I mean, maybe for like part of the country with the culture war, but like, you I know. know. Like, and it's not like people are even like, hey, like, if you have your mask on and they have their mask on, can you come do their eyes really quick? We're going to shoot them with their mask. It's not even like that. They're like, yeah, we want to do like a full. I'm like, what? Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I've always been really, really strict on sanitation. Like for me, that was never a rumor that was ever going to be said about me. No one was ever going to say I had dirty brushes, Mm -hmm. was double dipping, anything like that. And then I got here um, to New York and started assisting with all of these huge artists and these bitches aren't nasty. Oh like the God. higher up they are, they're, the sh- they they're using this same Chanel mascara on everyone. They're using yeah. the same lip products on everyone. No sanitation, no wiping. Nothing. I was honestly shocked. And I was like, how are they allowed to work? Because again, it's such like a gatekeeping into like nobody yeah. cares. And production doesn't know what's good sanitation. Like it, it it's all in the hands of the makeup artist. So I'm already seeing people back on set not using masks, using the back of their hand on the palette, double double dipping. So I'm like, even if I go in and I'm like, I'm confident, I'm geared up, I'm going to do everything. This model was with someone five days ago who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> sure. And then they're going to be with someone after me and someone the next day. Yeah. Right. When we have like kind of I spoke to on my website, we have no regulations. We have no schooling. There's no required anything. Nothing. Like you walk mm-hmm. into a salon, you see an esthetician. Everyone has to have, go through school and has to be licensed to do that. Yep. They have to do tests to show that they know how to sanitize, that they know um, what clean work is. We don't have that. Anyone Mm. can pick up a brush and be a makeup artist. And I used to think that that was really um, 
inclusive and great of everyone. And now I'm just like, oh, no, actually, I'm seeing how this now leaves us all vulnerable in a situation like this, because I see people still sanitizing with like 90 to 99% alcohol, not realizing that it evaporates quicker than it can disinfect. So it doesn't do anything like just these very basic principles of what it is to disinfect product people don't know. And, um, it's, it's just like, no matter what I do, I can't guarantee anyone else. And then on top of that, when we have no protections, we have no union or unity or anything of that kind. We have no one advocating Mm -hmm. for us. There's no, like, let's come to Jesus and I'll get on this like train together. No, because there's elitism and competition. It's it's understood as, oh, it'll always be a a gig economy industry and it only serves uh, the elite, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's how it works. And so there isn't going to be any kind of protection there. It's just like, okay, but even if I have someone sign some sort of like waiver, I could still get sued for negligence if someone thinks that they got right. sick in my chair or it goes both imagine ways. if yeah. i did someone's makeup and they like died oh yeah. like i i don't want that burden again it's fucking makeup well, yeah. Yeah. like that's the thing we can talk about all this at the end of the day and then and then i'm like uh, <laughs> okay, but it's just makeup i feel insane <laughs> yeah it's literally like i i just it, yeah it makes me feel insane there's just no protections in place there's no standard practice and then again, the regulations that they want to uh, just band-aid over is like, yeah, just buy new stuff every time and throw it all away. Yeah, I'm Jesus. like, that's what you think needs to happen? No, you should like literally bar any makeup artist from working right now and yeah. like make accessible learning available for everyone. Like that's what a responsible government would do. But clearly, we don't have right. one. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, like maybe in another country it'd be possible, but like sure. without any sort of like, there's no contract tracing. There's right. like, none like, of that. Like, I was talking to my friend Michael in the UK, and he was saying like uh makeup artists were included with that salon ban like very specifically people were not allowed to work we never had any of those regulations like no one ever like they were like yeah salons need to close but like no no one considered i mean we're there's so many makeup artists now we're not like a niche trade anymore because of the internet like it really has gone mainstream so um yeah, it's just scary. There's there's so much room for human error on right. top of that, even if you are doing everything right, even if everyone is really respectful. Right. But um, And then it keeps, like, perpetuating, like, something I think is kind of dangerous about, like, offloading all the responsibility on the individual because of government absolutely. failure. And so then, you know, it's like, and then, you know, if somebody's in the, like, if they're conditions are precarious it's like of course they're gonna go out and work and like do like and then make money and then it's like they have to somehow like um just like rationalize or like the like the death that's going on and be like it's just a part it's just this is how it has to be capitalism has to keep moving yeah and like oh i was gonna say something really good and i forgot but uh what was i gonna say that pot is all this pot is is about all that just uh what what did you say right before that oh um i said oh like uh personal responsibility oh yeah that's what i was gonna say thank you so production also comes in on this i'm like at what point does production take responsibility to a provide ppe Mm -hmm. b provide me enough time to do what i need to do cleanly in a cleanly manner because that's Mm -hmm. not a thing they're like do a full face in 15 minutes bro like for every first of all okay and now i have to have all these extra steps and and on top of that production doesn't know what good sanitation looks like there's no accountability on set like a makeup artist like i'm seeing makeup artists now the craziest thing is they're all flouting these um 
certificates of like sanitation that they're taking like oh i'm barbicide sanitized uh certified i'm i'm saniderm certified and i'm like you're taking <laughs> 10 that? minute <laughs> online classes that are product sponsored by the people that want you to buy their products you are literally giving them free advertising by yeah. putting this meaningless 10 minute online click through certificate on your instagram like that does anything fuck off like, you're so dumb. You're literally just advertising for these brands. They are literally getting you on their they website. They love it, dude. They love to see it. Like, there's there's just so many things that I'm yeah. like, I think that Twitter thread was just so long. I'm like, I can't keep going. <laughs> I have so many feelings on why I don't feel like it's good to go back to set right now. Right. But then on top of that, the other ugly side of the court is like, as, as strong as I feel, or coin not cord that as strongly as i feel about not going back to set it still feels like a million stabs in the chest seeing other people going back to work because yeah. a i feel like i'm fucking gaslit like i'm crazy mm, sure. um b because i'm worried for my friends mm -hmm. um and worried for people that are back on set and and it's just also i'm like okay but i'm not getting as many asks as them clearly and like i know i've pretty much disappeared off the internet and that'll do it but like I still get like jealous. I still miss my life. I still want like at the end of the day, it's just makeup, but it's, it's what I have spent the last identity. 10, 12 years of my life fully putting every ounce of blood, sweat and tears right. into all of yeah. my, I could have a fucking house right now. Like I could be chilling with like a stable life and a stable mental state, but you know, I've put everything on the line for this and, mm -hmm. and I've always also put my activism and I don't call myself an activist, but for lack of a better word, like I've always like very proudly and very strongly spoken for what needed to change in the industry and mm -hmm. that it is so segregated. And like, you know, 90% of my clients in Chicago were black women and it's something I really believe in. And it just, it hurts. It really still hurts at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Like it's still really emotional. So that's why, why like yesterday trying to get my makeup kit out and just like, oh, I'm going to do my makeup to feel good. It's just so complicated. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, what am I doing this for? For who? Why am I really doing this? No, is yeah, it for you, me or is I'm... You have to interrogate yourself. You Everyone's doing do that. Yeah, there's so many and questions. There's so many people. It's because like, they didn't lose that part of them. Like everything yeah. kept continuing, yeah. you know, because they could um, shelter in place, work in place, um, yeah. you know, it's like they're, that's why they're, they're kind of detached from mm -hmm. the reality of like, you know, I mean, I think about like, all right, so I haven't had a job. Like I'll have like little paid little things here and there mm -hmm. that don't take too long. Um, but like for like five or six months, like, yeah, same. I never thought that would happen. Well, of course, like you have to prepare for these things now, mm -hmm. like in hindsight and like, you know, your parents kind of warn about that. Like, Hey, look, yeah. there's going to be lean years. You know, there's going to be like years of abundance, but like, you know, if you think you're going to get a job just then, well, the thing is like, I don't want to, I'm not looking for a job. Like, I don't want to be looking for a job. Like, yeah, me neither. But, you know, it's like, cause then I'm like, wait, why, like, why would I ever want, this sounds really fucking privileged. No, it's for like, sure. Why would I ever want to fucking work? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. Especially I feel now, that like way maybe too. eventually, maybe until I have to, until I'm forced to, until like. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm forced to at this point so that I can like move back mm, yeah <laughs> right. because the crazy thing is especially I, I visited Chicago for a week before I got back to New York and I was like man I I'm loving this so much I love it here I would totally come back but like choosing to do that versus having it taken away Forced, yeah. on top of everything else is just like okay now that it's my career and my home yeah now I'm like really not with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm really tweaking like right 
Um, it's it's been incredibly hard, and and at the same time, yeah, I know it is incredibly privileged. Like, I got to work in a field and a career that I loved. I got to see musicians and meet musicians that people would like dream of. Like, for all of the hard shit that I went through, and as unglamorous as it was, like I got to do a lot of cool shit. And I do have to check myself and be like, oh, are you sad that like your career in one of the most corrupt, like unethical, unsustainable industries ever is over. Like, oh, do you have to like get a real job like everybody else now? Like, you know, there's (laughs) that to it too, but it Uh it doesn't make it feel any less crazy. But there's something now glamorous about and like not to like, it's not glamorous, but that's the reason why cottagecore fucking exists now. It's like, all I want to do is have a fucking like something sustainable, like, you know, work with my hands, like not fucking talk to people on the internet. You know, yeah, of course. All I could think about, especially post George Floyd is just like a farm. And I think also because I was in Minnesota and I was like in nature again. And I, I, so the, I think a fun fact about me, not most people know, but I actually like went into school studying ecology and environmental science. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you so, got it. You got the credentials. So that was it. always like an interest of mine. And then once I was in school, I was like, nah, I'm going to switch to film. And then I was like, nah, actually, I'm going to drop out and do makeup. Because I was already like really into makeup at that yeah. time. But like, I never knew that it was a job that I could actually do until I started working at Sephora part time while I was in school. And I was like, oh, I actually am kind of good at this. They're like, there are ways to have a career doing this. So I, I mm-hmm. dropped out and got a job. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was just, I don't know. I felt like called back to nature and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be one of those like cottage core bitches. I like rescued squirrels while I was I home that. and oh, yeah. I felt so important. I felt <laughs> for the first time, like meaning in my life, I rescued eight baby squirrels in two different four squirrel sessions just Damn. for everyone. Aww. Um, Minnesota shit, <laughs> um, but they fell out of their trees and I got them all back to their mom, which was really great. That's um, great. but yeah, I've been talking with a lot of friends about like just, Especially because in our country, there's there's no um, sight of this ending anytime soon. Yeah. So like, right. what? And if my career's gone, like, what could be better than just like being outside, being spread out, being yeah. where? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much strife in the world yeah. right now too, the, politically. The exodus to the Midwest, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, I think. Fully. I mean, I think everybody's like, well, not everybody, but people that have like really like struggled through this. Yeah, their priorities have changed. Yeah, that's them to think about, what like, I was what gonna actually, say. Like, brings them some sort of joy in their life. I think our values and priorities have shifted Mm -hmm. a lot. And I think that was another thing for me. Like, even if I wanted to go back to set, I, right. I have all these like ethical compromises, but at the end of the day too, I really felt like, okay, but like, if I feel so strongly about the world being on fire right now and it needing help, do I feel like for me, makeup is the way that I am being tangibly helpful? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I felt that way. And that's not to say that again, like there absolutely has to be advocacy and a, a application of political, um, things onto the beauty fashion and makeup industry because we do control advertising and beauty norms and so much about mm-hmm. um recognition and like seeing yourself and people like that's very valid and i still feel a responsibility to advocate for those changes mm-hmm. and that there needs to be like more black artists working on a higher level how black or how black hairstylists are kind of treated like dirt even though they're the ones doing most of the grunt work right now like right. there absolutely needs to be change and it, nothing exists in a vacuum i just don't know that I don't know. I think right now it's the whole cottage core thing is like, well, what are, I think it boils down to a wanting to be outside because we're all cooped up inside. But B also, I think we're all really truly learning now more than ever. This government does not give one single fuck about any of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there is nothing more powerful 
than growing and cultivating your own food and resources. Right. I that, think that's really and building community. community. And building right. community. Living in New York, think about how like atomized we are. It's like I've been longing to make new friends and I just don't know how to do it. And like right. obviously there's a safety issue with that too. Yeah. You know, and like but it's 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 wild. It's like of course I mean like I don't know. This tweet went viral about this woman who came back from like her Connecticut oh, home. She yeah. was like, you know, New York is out. in shambles. I need a fucking, you know, like it was so sad to see the city just, you know, it's over. It's over, folks. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like Ugh. I walk outside and I see like some crazy shit happening every day. That's amazing. Yeah, it's still like, New sure, York. sometimes it's kind of sad. Yeah. It can be something sad, but like at the same time, there's an energy here. And it's like, I like, get that Manhattan probably feels a lot different than Brooklyn. Sure. Right. Yeah. And but I haven't been to Manhattan since like February, probably it's popping, dude. March 1st, maybe. But it's is it? <laughs> it's kind of popping. Yeah, I was, oh, shit. I was walking over there the other day, like in you know the East Village, and I was like, "Holy yeah, shit!" I need to like scooter over there. I, yeah, you got the <laughs> got the scooter. I got the scoot. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a lot. I just yeah, community would be great. It it's really hard to make friends these days. It's also really hard to like keep up with friendships because I think as much as we're all isolating like physically, like it's really easy to isolate like emotionally and mentally right now oh, too just because like we're I think it's getting better now because we're all adjusting a lot more mm-hmm. but like we're like I feel like so many of us we're just trying to keep our shit together uh, yeah and yeah. like a lot of us could only take care of ourselves for a while yeah. and what's really I think upsetting like not upsetting like the, not the most upsetting thing in the world but like <laughs> just circling back to like what we first talked about I don't know if this was even recorded when we were just like vibing but like just hanging out with people like who their lives are continuing mm. yeah and the only thing that's different is like they live inside, like they work inside now. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, it's, it's just wild to try to even relate to that. Like I think about that a lot. It makes you feel crazy. You know, it makes so me like, feel oh, crazy. I, like I'm like, spiraling. Like, Oh shit. Like, should I really like have my shit together? Only one of my roommates out of the six of us has had like her job this entire time. Wow. Damn. And yeah, she's still having to also head back to Chicago with me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like I, I'm so happy that she still has her career because she's a writer. So yeah. obviously oh, they, wow. she works for, she writes for Harper's. So they were all able nice. to just work from home. And it's like her dream job that she also hustled uh-huh. yes. for free yeah. for 10 years in Chicago for. So we're both like, yeah. thank God I, we're feeling this rage together. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, I mean, I'm glad you still have your job though. Cause of like, course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she has like a boyfriend and I'm just like, I Damn. thank God for you. But also I'm just like fully spiraling on my own right now. No, it's like grounding, dude, to have like someone. Ugh. I thought about that. Like, holy God. shit. Like to have a partner. To have a, yeah, duh. To have a- That's why people want to. I really. It's like it's oh, stable and grounding. No, dude, no, if you're getting a dog during this time. No, I'm not. Gonna, yeah, don't I'm, do I'm that. against it. I'm actually against I'm it. I'm for it. I just can't it? afford it. So I like I can't. I, I'm against it for like myself. Like I just can't. I can't offload everything on that dog right now. See, I think it's the opposite though. Force you to like dogs force you to take care of yourself. That's what a lot of people say. And the routine is life changing. Mm. Truly. I think my, like my reasoning, this is a dog podcast. Um, Love it. It's just New York, man, New York. You can't have dogs here. No, I mean, sorry. It's not. There's so many dogs here and I don't mean to like call out people with dogs in New York, (laughs) but it's like, I feel so bad for them. Yeah. They, if, especially if they're bigger ones. I, I see so many big dogs oh, and I'm giant, just like, like, I know you're not struggling. taking that dog for a four mile run every day. Like yeah. I see huskies and I'm like, oh, these see dogs, look like horses. dogs <laughs> are probably ripping your apartments apart and good. I feel bad for the dog, but you deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, it's a lot. Should we end on a light should, should note? We, yeah, let's should uh, we end on right, something cool. well, light? Like, you know. If anyone's still listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're Hopefully still you're still here, listening. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Sorry? Oh, yeah. Do you want to plug anything? 
Um, do I want to plug anything? Any kind of like mutual aid initiatives, uh, MPD 150. Um, uh, yeah, I would have to say like MPD 150 is doing amazing work in Minneapolis. They're an amazing like abolitionist hub. Um, I, and I would just say like, listen to black people. <laughs> I think that's probably stop like, listening to this podcast. Stop. Okay, yeah. Turn this fucking turn podcast off. off. No, so but I, there's so much. Answer. There's so many resources <laughs> out there. I think just like start with Angela Davis is a, is a really good way to start. I mean, she is the OG queer black abolitionist and is still alive. So the fact that people want to listen to like D Ray and scammer oh Sean King and like anyone fuck, other than the people that have been about this shit, this and like throughout their whole lives. Yo, look I up just, black socialists. Uh, yes. Dual power. What's up? Um, I definitely follow them. Uh, yeah, but I would just say like, I wouldn't even point anyone to a certain direction. I would just say, look at your own your community. Own. Yeah. See what, like, and instead of giving your money to, like, big funds, find individuals, whether it's on Twitter or whatever, that just need help. Mm -hmm. Like, direct giving is so much better than giving money to some fund that you never know where it's going to go, True. right? Like, sure, there are legit ass funds out there, but people need relief right now, mm -hmm. not yeah. three months from now it when they've gone through that. an application process and, like fund black trans women now like fund black people and black mothers right now like yeah. give mutual aid. that's i think that's probably my biggest thing to tell people but um i don't know what else like that's a dewey do right there it's a dewey do <laughs> yeah that we're gonna do the dewey do yeah, yeah, yeah um rewind listen to that back but really do all that. i would love to do is just like I love that you guys did an episode on himbos. I just wish <laughs> oh, there was yeah? like some sort of bimbo pill that I could take. Oh, damn. And oh I could God. just be like, like, wouldn't you love to just be like <laughs> a himbo? dumb and happy? Dude, fuck dumb yes. Happy, yeah. I would See, die for that. And like, like hot, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm literally ready to be somebody's wife for the first time in my oh, life. I'm like, I, so I will have baby. And I don't want to, but I will have a, I'll have a baby if I have to. <laughs> yeah. But like, literally bimbo pills i'd never want to be perceived pills, or think ever again no, like it's it just, great it's only funny. good things happen to you like you know yeah. fully like i don't know i, don't know. I, yeah. I wish i was a cloud i think you gotta log off to do you gotta that. log off well the closest thing to a bimbo pill <laughs> would be like read that uh new yorker uh gia Tolentino piece on instagram face oh, and instagram then uh face. figure out how to get an instagram face <sighs> No Plastic surgery. Generally, you're not. I'm not telling you. No, <laughs> no, um, no you don't, nobody wants that. Um, um, okay, so, so um, let's just keep rolling with the Dewey Do's and Don'ts. Okay, uh, Emilio, go. Do we do? Um, oh, get it ready. Let's I, go. I've been, you know, since it's hard to make friends. Uh, oui, oui. My sister's in the basement. She's going to be like, no, you haven't. But I've been trying to really, like, stay even more in touch with my family, reaching mm -hmm. out to, like, cousins and other people I haven't talked to in a while. Just cause, That's really that's good. A good one. You know, they know you. You know that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's a uh, immediate form of, like... That's um, healthy community, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's a do we do. Okay, do another one. Do another one because I don't have one right now. Be um, <laughs> if you're riding bikes, fuck whoever says the light is not cool. Put a light. Put a light bike. on that. Put a bike. light and wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Wear, wear, wear a helmet. Um, Be safe. Wrist guards, even knee pads, if there you, you have go. to. Yeah, keep your knees pretty. Now I got a big fucking cut on my shin. Probably looks hard though. I have too many. I have too many scars. I mean, looks uh, scars are cool. Babes love scars. Scar they love him. Wow. You know, remember scars. Scars remind us of what are they? What, what did Papa Rose? Say? <laughs> oh yeah, the scars remind us that the past is real. Yeah, I tear my heart open just to God. feel. <laughs> Damn, is mine are all like cigarette burns. Cigarette burns. Most of my scars are just from stupid Aww. shit. Damn. Oh, I was thinking. Never mind. Go ahead. What were you thinking? Are you thinking it was like a fetish thing? 
Oh God! God. I did meet. Did you, well, I, I I think I even have a, a, a hole in the skirt that I'm wearing. Oh shit! Oh, look that, at that. that was cool. From that, so cool. Well, um, uh, I have no Dewey Doos. Dewey Do oh. still wear your sunscreen. Do wear your sunscreen. Uh, Just I, I kidding. I kind of feel like right now with COVID, I'm like, you're not. sun cancer. Bring it. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know it's really interesting about like uh, like talking skincare right now. It's kind of like I don't know. I think people don't talk about it enough. It's like. People go days without even doing anything. Oh, yeah, fully. It's like, it's I like, don't I, give a shit. Yeah, like I do. Sorry. Like, come for me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, yeah. like two or three days, you're like, oh, fuck, I should do this. And then, like, you go really hard when you realize when you're like, okay, I have a little bit of my, um, like, I have a little mental health recharge. I guess I have the time to do this. I'll feel better if I do this. Yeah. And you kind of engage with it. I'll do like one mask every two weeks. I'm like, okay, I did it. I took care of myself. Go. I'm going back into my hole now. One night I'll just like double cleanse, like put on a mask. Right. Oh, I was meaning to tell you mm. in our last, oh, because you listened to our last podcast about yeah. the back knee. Mm. Been, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been changing oh, out shit. the sheets. That, um. Oh, your Sakate de Bagno? Yeah, exactly. It was delivered. Um, uh, we just got the Mexican loofah. The Mexican loofah. It's actually, so I, I realized it's a, uh, it's a Japanese product. Um, <gasps> and it's like a nylon, like, oh. bath towel. I want I that. But, um. I've been using it since I was little because we used to buy them in Mexico. Got it. And we spent like we were all we'd always look for um, similar versions here in the U.S., but we could never find them. I found some on Amazon. They're like fifteen bucks, but they're like forty-five cents in Mexico, um. and there's only like a few left. But Evan's gonna try one out because ever since I started, when I'm like good about using that, I don't get no any, ingrown hairs. No ingrown hairs. No, wow. like my skin's really soft. I used to get forgot what it was called, but like does that, it? What does it have in it? Like does it have? What are the properties in it? It's just like a. It's like a loofah. Oh, it's There's the actual like, thing. Oh, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. I've been I, using this um, Moringa black soap from this shop in bed that I really need to go back to. It, it's basically like African black soap, mm. but like legit from Africa. But it also has volcanic ash in it, I guess. Oh, and okay. that's like super detoxy. My skin feels so clean when yeah. I get out of the shower. Like when I ran out of it in quarantine, I was pissed and i had to get like the shea moisture black soap and i was like this shit sucks (laughs) this shit is not the the real uh, store yeah um i don't even know honestly but it's right by heel house uh it's like right down the street there's a lot of like um like muslim shops right there and Mm. it's like a beauty shop so he has like all the different shea butters you could ever want in the world perfumes incense Mm. um yeah it's really amazing i wish i knew the name of it cool but it's right by Heel House um, in Bed-Stuy. Kind of right by the, um, what's it called? Life Is it Lifetime Fitness? No, Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. Equinox. <laughs> yeah, the Bed-Stuy Equinox. God, I can't believe I started Equinox. going to the gym two months before this shit happened. Holy Damn. shit, yeah. I never actually Finally. canceled my gym. I haven't either. I just assumed they would just be like, oh, Did like, fuck it. Did you check if they charged it. you? N- I'm really bad at ch- checking what Planet charge. Fitness said they <laughs> weren't. Dude, this, he's just loaded. I'm I fucking know. not loaded. Um, I know, I'm kidding. Cool. Uh, any more uh, do we do? Um, nope. Um, Anything? No. I love this part where you go, mm, No, that's, I have no thoughts. That's I have it. no feelings. That feel good? Did it feel good to talk? It no did. Thoughts. I felt no good. Left. Yeah. I felt great. <laughs> I, I've been bimboed, and I really appreciate no you guys thoughts, helping me prayers. get there. Thanks. Of course. Anytime. Amazing. Thank you for coming back on. Yeah, thank you so much. Literally anytime. Um, I love talking shit with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk my shit again? Damn. Oh, shit. Who, who said that? Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, do we have, we, we have a come up with a sign-off. 
you want oh, to yeah. come up with the sign off? Oh, yeah. Come sign off. You're creative. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just touched Emilio's toes so? with my toes. He got really <laughs> freaked out. He, like, flitched. I think that's oh, the shit. sign off. That's, that's the sign off. off right there. It's folks. not for everyone else. It's just for All you. Right. Send, send sh- uh, pictures of your little piggies. Send them to me. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge foot fetish. Yeah, my mom's going to be like, what? Okay. Send feet. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.